Boyega is the second one. Oh, okay. Boyega is the second. So, is, so is Uprising the third one? No, that's There's the second two, one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one is it's Jack just from like Sons it? of Anarchy. No, did you see it? Okay, so I had it in the background, and when I was watching it, I was like, "Whoa, robots!" And there, yeah, there's there's stuff worth watching. Stuff. Yeah, but overall, it's trash. Gotcha. He's gonna move no the. It's like now it's now it's in me. Perfect. It's in you. How's that better? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't have headphones <laughs> on, but I'm gonna assume it is. It's better. Thank With you. With your headphones on, testing, testing. <laughs> You're gonna continually move away from it, and I'm gonna get up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know that's gonna that's gonna be the ongoing thing in this podcast. Is I'm just gonna kind of troll, just be like, just drift, like, and then just see you get up every single time. Just because, yeah, just because I want it to. uh, I want everyone to hear you. That's yeah. Well, technically, you're doing squats. (laughs) Seated squats. That's true. I didn't even think about that. So don't watch the second Pacific Rim. In my opinion, it's. There, there's like out of the hour and a half of the movie, there's 20 minutes of stuff that would be worth watching. Really? So, yeah, maybe you just caught the right moments, man. I, I, I guess so. It's just one of those things where I just look up and 20 oh, minutes shit. is. I was like, I probably did watch 20 minutes of the film, and that was See? probably those exact moments you that you caught. Were... <laughs> just the 20 minutes. <laughs> just those 20 minutes. Just the perfect times. Yeah. I I would actually drone out when they actually would start talking though, which is a lot of the movie. Yeah, they were talking and I just have my tinnitus take over and <laughs> just let that let that work. <laughs> then, then robot fights. I'm like, oh good, I can hear oh, explosions. Shit. It's a lot better. Yeah. So the the best thing about the first Pacific Rim was it was just action packed from start to end. It was like here's monsters and robots and they fight the whole time. The whole time, and they were like, ah, here's story, but we're gonna put. Um, Idris Elba in here to do some epic speech <laughs> and all of a sudden it's great again and you're like okay man that just blew me away I saw the first movie in theater like eight times and then the second eight movie times? eight times <laughs> honestly I, I don't know if I've watched a movie like where I've had to go see it in theaters again I don't I can't recall that but, I don't know if that's like a thing I should be saying on this <laughs> podcast no i'm i'm curious though i've gone to see movies i guess multiple times and i also like seeing them later like if you told me ferris bueller's day off was playing in the theater this weekend i would go see it in the theater again i i I would definitely do something like that too because you get that experience of having it being in the theater because you know when we first watched those movies they're on the tv and there was no surround sound, there was no loudspeakers, and you just don't feel the movie as you would in a movie theater. And plus there's popcorn. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat movie theater popcorn. I don't care how you do it. Here you have to have one of those machines in order to replicate that. If I were ever rich, I would definitely buy one of those popcorn machines. Yes. And I would have somebody serve me that <laughs> popcorn. That that'd be their sole job is like the movie the movie person. They would be the what would you call them? The movie cinema archivist. Yeah. That is their official name. If I would be to be rich and hire somebody, that would be their thing. And they would, mm. you know, give me movies either every night or every weekend to watch and, yeah. you know, cater to my taste. <laughs> Bring you cherry Coke and popcorn. Yes. Please. That's, that's my favorite. And I agree <laughs> with you. You can't go to a movie without popcorn. I honestly can't do it. I've done it without the cherry Coke. I've gone and had popcorn and water. Wow. That's rough. That's it's a sin. 
It is. It, it, you should never do that. The movie theaters have done a great job of perfecting moving around the scent of popcorn in a movie theater because that's like a signature smell. And, of course, you know, your olfactory nerves spark up your freaking memory and it's just bringing you back and you're like, oh, I got to do this. And it's just going to, like, create a positive response for you on some nerd shit. <laughs> and I think no matter what kind of nerd shit you're into, everyone goes to the movies, right? Yes. There, I, there's not a family out there, no matter what else you're into, that doesn't go to the, the movies together I mean, or people an, that don't I, go to I, the movies. I really do think that's an ingrained American culture thing that we do. The Amish might not. <sighs> not even witness. Lucas Haas? N- not even like marionette shows <laughs> with, uh, you know, oh. with like the fire. Yeah, I mean, they they run yeah, their own. Yeah, but. yeah. You know, it's their own cinema. It's just not with technology. Fair enough. All right. They are self-sufficient. I mean, they got to have some type of entertainment besides churning butter. Hoedowns? Hoedowns? Wait, what's that, what's that thing when they are a certain age? Rumspringa. Rumspringa. There was that one movie, I think it was Sex Drive? Yeah, Sex yes. Drive. Which was actually a really good underrated movie because it didn't stay in the theaters that long. Oh, and I thought great. it was pretty hilarious. I didn't even know it was in a theater. <laughs> oh, really? Like well, a theater. Okay, so when it, when <laughs> Much it, less the when, when it came out, you know, I was a, a young adult, so it's first word of sex. I'm like, oh, what? what is this? <laughs> what? Yeah. Was that was one of those limited cat. release movies, though? I almost feel like it I'm was. I'm not too sure. I... I just don't know how cinema gets released. You know, I, I yeah. guess like the AAA titles or like Avengers stuff like that gets yeah. a long release. But with independent films or films that you see that are coming out in different countries that are possibly coming out here, you have to. I don't know. It's 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 interesting to see how they organize that. And maybe it's the movie theaters that are doing that because it's like so. we got it's their business, right? You know, for it, first it's about business, and then it's about the art, honestly. Some of my favorite movies were limited release. Um, Choke, if you've ever seen it. No. Amazing. It's uh, Chuck Palahniuk wrote the book, so the author of Fight Club. Wow. So very good movie. And The Raid 2, which I got to see with Eric, and that was amazing. So, Cinematography in The Raid. <laughs> the one takes, basically, are so epic. That's that's a lot that you know. Okay, so you're gonna memorize a script. How about memorize kicking somebody's ass and getting your ass kicked? You know, for this long. That's that's really extremely hard to do. And I gotta give a shout out to my boy Dave Frizzell for turning me on to the raid, and it's the reason we saw the raid two in the theater before we dive any deeper. And I was just gonna let it go, guys. <laughs> uh I was just it. gonna oh, let no. it go, but it's in the back of I have to at least say so that we have this on tape. Welcome to Bitfaced. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, and we are we are here with someone I've been trying to get on this podcast since almost I want to say the beginning of the podcast. Oh my gosh! If you're part of our online community, I hope you've gamed with this guy. 
Uh, I hope you know who this person on is. Xbox. Yeah, on Xbox. <laughs> I'm raising my eyebrow. Mm. You can't see that. <laughs> I've got a lot of questions to ask him, but really, I just want to keep this conversation going. Yeah, definitely. Our I'm good here for friend. A while. Uh, I mean, I'm not really going anywhere. So <laughs> I'll be just sitting here chilling. Mike Luckett. <laughs> you guys know him on on Xbox. That was Mike the Quad. What is up, everybody? How are you doing tonight? On this wonderful Friday. It is a Friday yes. night. You invited us into your house. We're eating pizza and yeah. drinking beer. And yes. we're going back to the, this is like an old school episode of BitFace is kind of how I feel right now. This I is. love it. Grassroots, baby. Grassroots. That's, yeah. that's the way to go. It's, it's more genuine. Um, and it's just about having a conversation and talking about nerd shit. Nerd shit. If we're going to talk about nerd shit, since I have you here, I have to ask you about the adaptive controller for the Xbox because yes, the <laughs> Xbox adaptive controller. My goodness. Um. <laughs> hey, we've also got some some animals in the house yes. tonight. But you um, know what? We're gonna shout outs to Electra, um, my my homie Andy's dog, and uh, shout outs to my my girl that's staring at me in a, a death ray laser stare. Oh my gosh, I can't Aww. even look back. Her name is Pixie. She's everybody knows who she's. Who the, she is? She has a Instagram, actually. Life She's O Pixie O H Pixie. <laughs> but yeah, um, the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Let's like talk about that. This is so. This is kind of like the what I've been dreaming of ever since I was trying to learn to game again after my injury. Uh, a little bit of background on me is I was injured in August seventh, two thousand eleven, in a motorcycle accident over in Virginia. And it, excuse me, it, it resulted in me having a C6 um, burst um, vertebrae. And um, thankfully, it wasn't severed, so then it made me an incomplete um, injury, which then allowed me to gain more function than I was technically supposed to, at least on paper. And we could go more into that, because I don't, I don't believe in, like, when something's severed, it's completely gone, you know, there's... The human body's crazy. It is one of the most amazing things that we can basically research, and we're still trying to research it. But um, with the Xbox Adaptive Controller, I've been—it's—it's it's been a crazy experience. I've been—I was—we'll we'll go. But okay, so 2011, I was injured. Um, I got out of rehab probably about six months after, and so then what happened was I was like, man, I gotta—I gotta do something. I was playing. Clash of Clans on the iPad because I thought that's okay. This is going to be the only game I play. And then that or um, Subway something. There's like a Subway game that that's like a Temple Run game. Like with the sandwiches? Um, Man, no. no. <laughs> You're out running Jared? No. Oh my gosh. I'd, I'd, I would run for my life if, if that was the case. Mm. No, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy with uh, the journey with Adaptive Controller and I was trying to figure how to game again. I had, you know, the controller. I was playing on a PlayStation 3 and trying to figure out, all right, I can't use my, I can hold the controller, but I can't use my thumbs and my fingers or anything like that to manipulate the buttons. So I went on Google and I researched and then I found on YouTube, I found these videos, just these people, they're playing first person shooters. Cause you know, that's, that's the game. If you want to basically 
use the full function of the controller. First person shooter is like one of the main things or main types of genres that you would be able to use that controller for with the, the looking and everything. But it's, it was pretty crazy. Um, I played Borderlands 2, which is one of my favorite games. So good. Forever. And I'm so excited for 3 to come out. Uh, I haven't played the DLC, by On the way. On Eric's birthday. You've got the oh you've got the God. wrong two co-hosts here. <laughs> saying saying Borderlands, Rebecca's gonna be mad when she hears this. Oh my goodness! So what's crazy about Borderlands? I I, I printed out a, a a psycho mask, and I painted it, and I you know used it for cosplay, and we can talk more about that later. But yeah, Borderlands that's 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 my thing. You know, that's I can I can remember all the all the games I've been playing on Borderlands, but. Was that the first twin stick that you were able to... To, like, basically play. Uh, there's this guy named Aska Capper. He played on um, Call of Duty. I think it was, like, the before Ghosts. So whatever was before Ghosts. There's so many. There's so many. So it's, it's, it's like, Treyarch, then Infinity War, Treyarch, Infinity yeah. War. But I, I do remember Ghosts. Black and, Ops uh, 3. Black Ops 2. Black, Black Ops, Ops 2. 2. Okay. Wow. I'm... I'm Geez, it's such a good game because I, I use the shotgun, the 870 MSC. But I use, um, that was like one of the first twin stick games that I was really hardcore into. It Borderlands 2, if anybody out here is listening and has like just recently become into an injury and is trying to find a first person shooter that's really easy to play. I mean, literally you just look on the mini map and you look at the diamond and you just go there. And then you just fight things along the way, you know, it's, it's, it's very self-explanatory and the personality of the game really makes, um, it like really my favorite game ever is huge personality. I mean, if anybody knows Borderlands Claptrap, you know, that's my dude. The sense of humor, you either love it or you don't. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a lover. I'm all in. And it also has like a post-apocalyptic Western style into it. And I hope they continue with that when they go to different planets. That's going to be interesting because I think we're going to get a lot of different feels in this one. Oh, man. I think we're going to get... We saw of... a cityscape, and I was yeah. really excited for that because it did kind of take Borderlands out of the brown. Not, yes. th- not that there's anything wrong with that, but there was a lot of... I guess you had the ice planet, or not planet, but the ice area, too. That yeah. and, like... But I it looked it like a more colorful like Opportunity Borderlands. was where the Hyperion headquarters was at. It was all, like, city-like. Oh, yeah. But that was... I only remember that because I used to farm that spot just for XP because I... Corrosive. <laughs> you know, late game in Borderlands 2, all you need is corrosive, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. Because everything is a freaking robot. Well, that city that Eric mentioned kind of gave me a feel of, like, if uh, you ever played it in the past, um, Knights of the Old Republic. Because, yeah, it like goes in... epic city. Yeah, in a real big, super futuristic, like, mining the planet kind of city. And like, That game is available on Game Pass, right? I think There's a it, lot of games on Game Pass, like Xbox... Is, it's going it's killing crazy. It. It's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to derail this. We're definitely getting back to your story. But yeah, that's one thing since we haven't talked about E3. Microsoft's presence wasn't great, but at least they came out and say, you're about to see 50 games and 36 of them are on Game Pass. And I was like, yeah. well, shit. Then all this that's shit's free. Awesome. Not exactly. free for me, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I but mean, cheap. $10 a month. That's yeah. incredible versus paying $60 for one game that you don't know if you're going to like or not. There's so much to find and love on Game Pass, and it seems like they don't just drop games like at the beginning of every month. They drop games pretty regularly, and they drop a lot of titles that if you wait, 
a couple months. Yes. Uh, example, Dead by Daylight. I didn't play Dead by Daylight because I was kind of on the fence of like wanting to buy it. But I didn't know how many people were actually going to play it. But then once it came out on Game Pass, there's a flood of people were playing it. Because it's on Game Pass. I mean, totally. it's like, might as well play it. It's a, it's a good game. It's legit a good game. It's If you're a fan of horror, anybody, Dead by Daylight. If you like Friday the 13th, that's... Jason's the only one that's going to be on Friday the 13th. And unfortunately, that game's not going to be worked on anymore. Sad days. Which is sad, because I want to say it's the first game you and I played together. Yeah, I think so. Um, Did we play any, like, Ghost Recon Wildlands? I know that that was like... (laughs) You know, That that was not... Tyler's laughing because he's like, nope, that wasn't Eric. (laughs) Do you you guys know Young Gumby? Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Young Gumby. You know, I've played video games with him, so... Um, we love uh, we love Adam. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's super cool. Adam is one of the reasons I still do this podcast because <laughs> oh, I really? met him strictly doing podcasting, and he's a he's a great friend. He's great to hang out with oh, on Xbox. Amazing. Adam's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I still have him on uh, on on face uh, on the Xbox. He was account. the first fan that we had. None of us knew. None of our friends. Wow. No one. Like who, completely outside. Absolutely. Who messaged us and was like, hey. It's awesome. Let me talk to you about this. Yo, Young Gumby, shout outs. <laughs> we need to have Adam back on the show. Totally. I, yeah, I miss Adam. Man. He's yeah. a he's a great guy. And no, that's why that's why you do this, right? Yeah. We're gonna give some other shout outs too. We Actually, are. yeah, I'll give one right now to uh to Jesse Martin. Yeah. Him and I have been talking through Bloodstain this entire week and we both have beat it within a week. Dang, totally. you beat that game in a week? <laughs> I'm 99.3% on the map, and Jesse's yeah. already at 100. We we went ham on that thing. So how how does how does it keep you? Because you know it's a, it's a, you know the dungeon, so you're going back and forth and on the level. Is yeah. it? I guess it's kind of like if you put it on a 3D plane, that you know if you're going back to certain spots, you know you kind of just go back to those certain spots. But it was just kind of weird for me with like you know you're going, it's a 2D game. You go in from one room and you go to another room, then you have to like go back around in other rooms. I kind of actually experienced that for the first time in uh, one of the Mega Man X games, oh, because okay. you'd have to move around and try to get pieces of his X suit, yeah. which then would give him like different types of attributes, like the boots would give you like slide or some type of jump or something. But I never really grasped the love for it. So, like, I would play Bloodstained, but I don't know if I'm that enthused with it. Because it, it's, it's a beautiful game. If you're oh not a goodness. Metroidvania person, yeah. it's not it's for not. you. Okay. I'll put that out there right now. Okay. To think about it in a 3D aspect, though, Borderlands 2, there are multiple times when you travel yes. back to Sanctuary. Yes. Because you get different pieces and abilities and you've met different people. So... That's how you can kind of translate it, I okay. think. I think it's just different to like... Are there warps, you know, when you when you play that, that yeah. game? You know, uh, you, you just go to the one spot and you warp back to wherever. If anything, Mike, uh, you tell me where you want it. I will get you a copy of Castlevania Symphony <laughs> of the Night. And I want you to at least try it. Okay. In fact, I know it's on Xbox. If I can gift it to you when I get home this evening, I will. I, at least give it a try. And if you're I will, not no, into if, it... If you gift that to me, I will try to play that game to the end. If it's beatable, like on a, is it beatable on a casual standpoint? Because if it's not, I will learn how to beat that game. I will honestly tell you, <laughs> I think Bloodstained is easier than Symphony wow. of the Night is. And I've played them both within the last year. So I have a pretty good gauge of it. But. But they're both 
amazing. Or go back and play Super Metroid on the uh, SNES. Yeah. That's those two games, Symphony of the Night and Metroid are the reason why we have the term Metroidvania. One of my Okay. What was the one that came out on the original or Dead Cells. Oh, Dead Cells is great. Oh, I heard Dead Cells is insane. It's fucking rough, though. Yeah. Isn't that a Switch exclusive? It came I out play, on I Steam play it on the three or not on the three sixty. I, I play it on the one. <laughs> but it came out on uh, Steam. It <laughs> came out on, on the Xbox. Just I play it on the Xbox. On the, the Xbox. Bear Claw. <laughs> I hear it's really good on the Switch too. But Dead Cells is another very Metroidvania title. But it's totally. it's roguelike. Yeah. Have you played um Ori? Oh, yes. Ori, God, man. It's a beautiful game. So is that technically... It's a Metroidvania. 100% it's a okay. Metroidvania. Yeah. Because that's when, when the third title for the release came out. The, the stuff that they're adding onto that game is insane. Just the art. It's, it, I love games that involve have a huge involvement with art. With just like how... A lot of these independent games, I'm just going to say Journey. Journey was just a super artsy game, and you're just going through just this path, and you're just experiencing it, and you don't know what's going to happen at the end, but you're just there for the ride. Yeah. And that's what it is, because you see the mountain in that game, or the, the pillar of light, and you know you're going to eventually reach there. But the stuff that happens in between is stuff that I loved the people that you meet, the random characters that you meet that are actually people. When I realized for the first time I was playing with another person and I hadn't realized that for hours. I followed them. It was, it was mind blowing experience. And I think that's a trick you might only be able to pull off once, but good God, they, they pulled it off. Oh man. And they did an amazing job on it. It was just so crazy. Just seeing, you know, once you see the little beacon from the other player, and you're like, wait a minute, what is that? And you go up close to it, and then you just start trying to communicate. And then one goes one way, and then you kind of be like, all right, I'm going to go follow him. And then you just see what happens. So you mentioned uh, having to uh, adapt to the PlayStation controller. You play on Xbox now because of the controller that you helped design, correct? <laughs> yes. So I primarily... Back back to the the we, we uh, just have to get that the out game. there before yes. I, I I can't yeah forget. we we want to definitely finish this but, um yeah the Xbox adaptive controller I'm just gonna say its full name um I like to call it the Zach X A C Zach so it's it's so much easier than saying Xbox adaptive controller every other sentence that I'm saying but with you know with the Zach it's it's definitely let me just play games a lot more competitively. Um, I got used to playing on just the traditional controller. And that's what, you know, that's what we call it is traditional. It's the controller that basically has been around for a long time, which is an amazing design if you have the capability to use it. But if you don't, which I don't, I have the ability to use the sticks, the left trigger. I mean, the, the both bumpers. And if I really wanted to hit the face buttons, I hit the face buttons, which is X y a b and but with the xbox adaptive controller i can co-pilot it with a regular controller and then use the big buttons you know have them spread out on a lap desk and then i'm able to access those buttons without actually having to physically look at it you know taking my eyes off the screen which everybody knows you take your eyes off the screen you're dead yeah especially if you're playing a 
Call Quite of a Duty shooter. Game. Yeah, any shooter. Well, I've seen you kick just stupid amounts of ass on, <laughs> on like Overwatch. It's crazy. Oh, I love Overwatch so much. That's definitely my favorite game. Um, I've actually met Andy yeah. through Overwatch through a Facebook post. Long ago, long before. Oh, okay. This was before the. This is like three years ago, like super. It was a long time ago. I mean, I, I didn't even know about Movie Camp or anything like that. It was Overwatch came out, and there happened to be an Overwatch Xbox One group, and Andy posted on there, and I think it was something that either he, he was in Colorado or that he just wanted to post to say, hey, I want to play with people, and I jumped on that. You know, Xbox, let's play, you know, and then we started playing, and then I started meeting, like, his friends, and then I started learning about, like, movie camp and all the other stuff. And and so we just became friends. I was like, man, I'm a freaking nerd. Like, <laughs> this is crazy cool that what you're doing. It's like, let me try to, like, help out or something. You know, I'm not really doing much these days. <laughs> you know, back, back, in the, back in the day when I met Andy, um, like, more personal is, like, I was going through a divorce. And, and it was probably, like, towards the end of the divorce. And it was just, like, really... You know, I was just trying to find things to do to, to you know, uh, if you guys don't know me, Mike the Quad, uh, I'm a quadriplegic. I, I talked about, you know, having a motorcycle accident. So <laughs> I'm a full-time, full, full-time wheelchair user. So um, I don't, you know, you don't have to have, you know, bring a seat for me. I always bring it myself. So that's always a plus, <laughs> especially, you know, if we're like trying to go out to eat or anything like that. You know, we just, they don't have to worry about seats. I'll just be like, I'll just roll up. I got my own seat. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's, it's 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 been a great great experience on the Xbox adaptive controller. Um ever since it came out and the organization that I work with, um, Warfighter Engaged. Shout out to Ken Jones, who's the CEO and main engineer of Warfighter Engaged, who basically was at a hackathon. Are you guys familiar with hackathon? We do hackathons, hack weeks at my job and everything. Oh so yeah, totally. Are you going to try to do a hackathon over in, at Microsoft at Redmond? I would love to. I, I, I would try to find, because I believe a lot of the hackathons are in August. So, I mean, if you really want to try to get to one, I mean, I could be the guinea pig and everybody can try to work things out because hackathons are crazy. It's a three-day event and basically a team creates some type of device or software or just it just depends on what the theme is <laughs> it's so and cool. it's crazy so what came out of that was they called it the it was either called a hitbox or the switchbox or something like that and it was a precursor the first precursor to the xbox adaptive controller it was a box that had a whole bunch of three and a half millimeter jacks and then all you gotta do is put in switches and then connect that to the Xbox, and then boom, you can create a controller. Okay, so you, yeah, yeah. So it was it you was create the, the input. It was it was yeah. So for for myself, like as in the involvement, I was a beta tester, and I was the I I, I gave a lot of feedback at least through the spinal cord injury perspective, um, because you know not everybody has the same disabilities. You know, there's people who have like um, there's Jeez, ELS, where yeah. we have like the dislocating, I, I don't know, ELOs, ELERS, down, I, I don't know what the actual name is. <laughs> I really feel, sorry, like bad about that. Sorry, Shelby, I love you. But anyways, um, 
EDS is, is like the short that they call it. So basically, you know, their, their joints dislocate so they can't like manipulate on a controller as fast or anything like that. So then they use the Xbox adaptive controller. Um, it's pretty cool on just seeing what came out of that. Um, Ken Jones would like just provided feedback along myself because he's, he's the engineer, you know, he's like, Hey, these are the things that people are thinking of making switch wise, you know, buttons. And when you actually go onto this site called AbleNet and you try to purchase a button, which would be compatible, you know, with a three and a half millimeter jack to the Xbox adaptive controller, those things are going to be over $50 a button. That's ridiculous. Wow, yeah. So Ken, you know, he, he's an engineer. He uh, got San Juan buttons. Yeah. And arcade stick buttons. And um, he's a 3D printer. Um, and he's, you know, he, he's an engineer. So he was able to create um, switches, which either had four buttons on it, you know, depending on whatever, whatever you needed. But basically, if you're going to have like four buttons on one of these switches, it's going to basically cost the amount of what you would get on one of these other commercial sites for one button. It's ridiculous. I mean, we're already disabled, and a lot of people who are disabled aren't working. And, you know, you're getting your disability check. So the disability check goes towards what? Rent? Food? Utilities? Where, where is it for fun? Where's, where's, it, where's room for video games? There really isn't. I mean, I've um, before the Xbox Adaptive Controller came out, um, I got this Adaptive Controller, and it was $500. And since they were the only ones that made it, you know, you think of redundancy. What if this one breaks? I bought another one. So I had two. So I spent $1,000 just to play on Xbox. Just for a stick. Just for the yeah, stick. Just to, just to get in the and door. And it was Frankenstein together. I mean, it's, it, was, it was pretty insane. Not the quality that the... Not the quality of what the Xbox Adaptive Controller is now. I mean, so that's... When that came out, it was just a dream come true. Um they, you know, they wanted feedback from me. They actually went. So when they actually came, they came to my house and it, I don't know, it kind of felt like some type of Mission Impossible type of stuff, you know, where they came in with the, through the roof, with like a, <laughs> you know, coming through like smoke bombs and everything. It, it felt like that. I mean, I don't know if the actual experience was like that. It felt like that. But they came here. They gave me the Xbox adapter controller and a couple switches. And they're like, all right, we want to see if you set things up and just get some feedback. And so I was able to provide feedback for, for them. I mean, the person that I met, you know, the shout out to Gabby, she's like the head of Xbox accessories. I mean, the Sea of Thieves controller, she designed that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Gabby's done some sort of E3, like she's announced stuff, hasn't she? Yes. Yeah, totally. That's a name that I'm very familiar Gabby, with. she's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Gabby. How you doing? Shout out to Microsoft, Inclusive Tech Lab, Warfighter Engage. I mean, shout out to Bitface. Everybody that's listening here, because really the reason why we're doing this podcast is kind of like to spread awareness for adaptive gaming. Um, not everybody can use that controller, and not everybody that can use, you know, that every there's there's gamers in all of us so it's trying to find a way to bring that gamer out and it's you know there's there's that huge stigma we were talking about that earlier gaming is a huge stigma you know it's you're, you're gonna be antisocial. you're gonna be in your house all day and just a whole bunch of other things well there's a community that's inv- evolving 
within for the gamer community um just with streaming you know people are trying to get together and try to build a community to make everybody you know a better content creator um that's why i really like small streamers and when i say mean by small it's just that um small is an intimate you know the, the the streamers they they know that when they see names they're like they recognize names and you know no offense to like all the big streamers like ninja and summit 1g and you know since you know shout out to summit you know if you're there because you're in colorado <laughs> you know we're recording in colorado if you want to come on this podcast you know bit faced summit 1g shout outs <laughs> just want to put that out there <laughs> but uh yeah I, I love having that small community it just makes things more intimate um and if there's a lot of small communities, I think everybody starts benefiting um, as a mass. Yeah. Because everybody starts learning off each other. Be like, oh, in my my community, you know, we start do we do this, and more people start becoming more open to things. Well, I know that there's friends that I have that I've only met through online or gaming. Exactly. And there's friends that you know we have mutually now that we've never met. Like who we that are only still online? Know. And yeah. You're like, yo, let's let's do this raid together. And, yeah, and you know you can rely on that person. Yeah, to do whatever task that's needed for that. that I've mission. got people I call family that I've never met in real life. See, that's cool. Like I've I've have I have like friends who are really deep friends that I've never met in my life, but I met through people that like. There's this guy saying, Chris, Sir Coog Nasty, what's up, my friend? Um, <laughs> Yes, that is, that is his uh, gamer tag. But you know, he was one of the vets that helped worked with Warfighter Engage to do some like streaming and stuff like that. And I've um, he runs an Xbox One Overwatch Facebook group, and it's huge, huge. I mean, there's over five thousand members in this thing, so it's 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 pretty crazy, um, and it's just amazing just to see who you meet online and just the different personalities and i mean there are a couple like rotten eggs but you know it's they fade away rotten eggs fade away totally yeah i've had a couple people were like so no i don't even want to talk about it because it's like (laughs) like, you you don't have to you don't you (laughs) don't have to take this off the positive tip yeah i know but we're on such a high i know we're such on a good high now let's keep on rolling with all right let's 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 continue Let's on stay that Michael Landon. Note. Yeah. <laughs> Bit exactly. face rainbow style. <laughs> That's what we're about, man. Like we, as Eric once told me, he was in a movie and the Xbox adaptive controller trailer, like commercial was on the theater. Oh, you're going to tell my closing story I'm gonna, for me. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 all right. Let me back up. I'm sorry. All right. I was trying to continue on the high note. your experience when you first heard about it? <laughs> It was so similar to Eric's, uh, but I can't put it in the way that he will. So I'm going to let him tell it. Okay. So I was sitting with my parents at End of the Spider-Verse. I went home for Christmas this year. So you're already feeling good. Like you're home oh, for yeah. Christmas. It's something I, I get to rarely do, and it's something I really appreciate. But anyway, we're sitting in the theater, and the commercial that comes up is the Xbox Adaptive Controller commercial. And it's a kid that's, you know, he's definitely a little different. Yeah. He needs the adaptive controller but that didn't exist and like all of his friends come over and sit with him and they're playing games and yes. dude i'm sitting there crying and my dad it's hard like, not to i mean it's like I'm not tears crying. are rolling down my face <laughs> at a commercial and I, i'm still like I, when i still think about it it's it's a it's a beautiful thing and the fact i knew you had helped with it so i was just like oh dude like that's fucking awesome and that's what we should be 
as a community, we always get so much shit for being not inclusive. There's a lot of people who have that type of, they put that, they say that statement and then that's, so the you know the bad stuff rises to the top. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that's that's going to be and the stuff that rises to the top, and like all the positive stuff gets it's it's on the bottom of the barrel. You know you're not going to see that type of thing. Yeah. We need to be inclusive. We at, when people yell at people for not being able to play the game correctly and it's their first time is the most infuriating thing. It's like no, why don't you show them exactly? And then we have another member you could I, you potential high potential of having somebody that can, someone else that's cool that yes wants you take to them, you take them you. under their wing like i try to be a very positive person like if somebody's on there and they're like oh i'm trash i'd be like have you seen me play video games <laughs> i mean you've been watching me play video games right now like i'm i'm dying a lot yeah but you enjoy it you yeah. enjoy it. and and so what you do if you really want to try to get serious in something then you train for it you know, you, you take a different type of mentality for it. But if you're playing games to have fun, then keep that fun going. You know, yeah, like, it's the only reason to play. I always say, if you're not having fun, quit. It's, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I when it comes to video agree games, with that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, and a lot of other things, man, if you're not having fun, just go do something that's fun. Quit. Exactly. Quit. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> and I get the maddest and the ragiest and I say the worst things to my video games. But you know what? Maybe that's the outlet I need for that. Exactly. So that I yeah. don't yell at somebody at work. Right, yeah. right. I mean, everybody And I'm not has yelling their... at other people. I'm yelling at, <laughs> at my wall. At single player game, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, wall. I hate you. God damn it. Right. Why didn't you let me jump? Well, it, that's, that's always what it is, too, man, is when I miss I jumps. rolled. I rolled through that attack. Dark Souls, I hate you. <laughs> A lot of stuff like this has has continued to strike me. More and more, <laughs> because oh my god, I have a I have a story for that motion that you made in a second. What praise the sun? Yeah, totally. Uh, but having a kid, you know, Titus is still trying to learn how to play these games, <sighs> and so like he is into Fortnite now. Yes, and I know that. I mean, so it's like that's a de- I'm gonna say that's a default game for anybody that's because it's evolved. Yeah, past Minecraft. And he yeah, was Minecraft. Yeah. Now it's a very good statement. Yeah, it's free. Totally. And the thing is, like, he'll he's into it, like, in the fact that like he'll jump in skirmish matches where he's not even trying to win, and he'll just go and play and have fun and build things and do stuff like that. And I know they have the old Fortnite single player game, and I might try to get him into Which that. Which was awesome. It was fucking cool. <laughs> Which was amazing. I'm that might be the I first am... game we played, not Friday the Thirteenth. Oh. I was, totally I was one of the founders. Like, oh, my God. That was around the same that time. It was so good. Everyone forgot about they it. They neglected <laughs> it so much. As soon as that PvE... So it started out, guys, If it wasn't Fortnite Battle Royale. It started out as PvP. Yes. And it was only for you know single player or uh, one solo queue. And um, I did get my first win. Probably my only win <laughs> um, with a rocket because the guy was building stuff and I was like, I'm going to shoot a rocket to the left of where he's building. And, <laughs> and after that, you know, when the seasons and everything, all the updates came out and everybody was like, oh, I got to get really good at this game. Uh, I, I, I didn't have that many uh, wins, which is fine because you got to play the game. You know how it is. It's not everybody's going to win all the time. Yeah, I you don't just play have fun. You enjoy it anymore at all. I try not to. There's there's a couple games that I'm really so I'm trying to get back into Sea of Thieves. All right, because there's like so much content that came out. You know, honestly, I haven't played the game really? since the Kraken. 
came out. No, there Jacob and I did like a single player adventure, and I my first thought was if the game would have launched with this, they wait, would have been in better shape. Hold on, you guys are telling me that Sea of Thieves has content now. Yeah, a lot actual of like <laughs> so. Let's go. Let's go down the list. We have Kraken, Megalodon, um, ghost ships. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. I'm not going to say I was completely sucked back in, but when I saw the amount of content, I was like, why didn't you wait a year and launch the game like this? Because there would have been so many more people that stuck with it. All upon it. Yes. I, I just don't like the fact you don't ever, agree. your character never gets better. I yeah. never get better at sword fighting than this. Just There's swinging no my arm randomly. So I've kind of broken down see if these to be a glorified chat room. <laughs> my Ow. first experience with it <laughs> oh yeah yeah there's a there's an edge over there's there. a thing there i'm not trying to give you a <laughs> c1 injury my first experience with it was being very drunk and playing with eric the guys from what not nerd offensive. Offensive. Do, you, do you know how yeah. hilarious this game it can be when you actually role play oh yeah yeah it is so hilarious so i think it was i'm trying to think mittens mittens the jolly was one of my names <laughs> you know i was like facebook i was like hey tell me tell, give me a name and i'm gonna just role play it i remember that yes mittens the jolly and that's what it came out as and i think i need to go back to that to to role playing and see if that's these... not the one i gave you though you gave me something crazy, really yeah. crazy, awesome. It was, it was like probably, probably the second one. Yeah, that was like on the top vote. So, I, I need to go back to the that post to check it out. <laughs> I love that game. That was some of the first games I think I watched you start streaming, and I wow. I jumped in because at the time I was working at a place where like. You know, the structure was like work would come in like waves. Mm-hmm. So like I would just have you up in the corner. <laughs> like a lot of downtime at some point. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. And Thank so, you so much for tuning in. Yeah. So I would sit Shout there and I'd two be years like, ago. Oh yeah. Goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so that's for sure. That's I remember that a lot. And I was like, I was really hyped because you were playing in like the beta and stuff like that. And I was like, Yeah, I, I didn't oh, even know man. if I was like supposed to. Oh no, that was the alpha. I was like, man, I was glad the beta came out because like I I just wanted to leak all this information. Sometimes I just kind of want to do that because it's really not gonna what is harm anybody. I mean, can they sue me? I don't I, I don't know. I mean, because like right now I have like some some beta equipment from. Uh, a certain tech company I, I could tell you guys offline that's shit we can't see it like yeah like Baji tech or some <laughs> some weird company or something but yeah um there's there's companies are working on developing a lot of cool things um especially with just inclusive design and what i mean by inclusive design everybody is just basically a, a design where it fits everybody. It doesn't have to be a disability. It doesn't have to be age wise or just function. It's just everybody can access this and everybody can use it inclusive. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like, Oh, because I'm disabled, I, I need to have something for it. But what's crazy is that if you make things accessible for like a person like me, it kind of actually makes your guys's life 
easier. And what I mean by your guys, I mean able bodies. As those who have like basically full function, you know, in all their bodies. And he's like, I'm not going to say not everybody hurts or, you know, has some type of thing and they're perfect. But, you know, if you're able to kind of like use all four of your limbs and stuff like that, you know, we inclusive designs, it's all about making lives better. Everybody's lives better. So. Totally. Well, in the sense of like the adaptive controller. Yes. That's almost busted for certain like it's crazy so <laughs> I, the, we're you know the the main part of the word of that is adaptive and those who have disabilities you know are most likely going to use that controller but this controller is open for anybody to use so here's an example that i always use is that somebody who wants to enhance their gaming experience there's different types of switches out there there's one that's really cool. It's called a proximity switch. So you get to a certain proximity of that switch. This is like five centimeters or something like that. And it activates that switch. So you can have that in front of you, you know, mounted somewhere. So if you wanted to use, say you're playing Skyrim and you want to shoot a fireball and that button that you have assigned to that proximity switch is your fireball button. Well, now you have basically increased your interaction. You're basically, you have, um, you augmented your game, you know, to have that fireball. Say, so be like, all right, I'm going to put my arm out to be in proximity of that, and it looks like I'm like throwing a fireball. That's a simple example of that. Wow, that's so actually if, exactly. So, if you want to use something to be like, you know what, I, I want to because A and B, there's two buttons on there, large buttons, which you can actually use your feet to use. If you want to use that A button to jump, and you feel more comfortable instead of switching your, you know, your thumb off, and you happen to not have an Xbox, the Elite controller, you know, where you could use your your other fingers or anything like that, but you want to use your feet. I mean, you just be like, I'm gonna jump. All right, I'm gonna use my foot. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's you know just a simple example to use. Yeah. I mean, you, it's it's really limited to how creative you are. Yeah, my biggest problem with VR is there's nothing tactile. There's nothing to touch. Yeah, you don't feel anything. I'm not using my hands for anything, and maybe I should just be using it would my be, mind, but... Yeah, I'd be curious if you could hook a VR... Like, I wish Xbox, like, not just PSVR, but Xbox had a VR. They, I, they, I think they're going to try to get the HoloLens integrated into the Xbox system. I remember when I heard thing? about that five <laughs> years ago. Remember I've, I've actually the best put, E3 I've, ever? I've, yeah, I put on a HoloLens, like, one of the early edition HoloLenses. The screen is, like, one inch one inch and so you when you're looking at it even though it's like one inch like into your eye but then like yeah but it's everywhere it's 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 everywhere but there's still a little little bit of a limited view or like a view angle that Uh, you're at interesting um at least from when i saw it and this was in two years ago you know what i mean i mean they're constantly hopefully there's crazy stuff i i I really hope so because i would love to play beat sabers on (laughs) xbox (laughs) that would be awesome so one of the reasons why i don't play on pc is the nuances that are accompanied with it you know you load up a game but then there's like these certain bug crashes that are involved with it and it's more available to hackers to infiltrate at least that's that's how i see it and there's a lot of i'm not smart enough to play on pc yeah exactly it's like it's like I, I need Steam, you know, if I can't if I can't play the game by pressing play and then just configuring stuff from there, then I don't know what I'm doing playing on a PC right now. 
It's, I tried I tried playing on uh, Heroes on the Storm with a trackball, and that was that was kind of fun. <laughs> I'm glad you but, play on Xbox. Xbox yes. has been my saloon for 12 years, 13 um, years. Probably I mean, ever, ever since Halo. Honestly, I played Halo since high school and uh, totally. had those nights where you're sleeping over with 16 of your homies and you have four, you have four. TVs and you have your LAN and you're going all freaking night. I know I used to do this, but I'm sure everyone else did where they would stick all their gear in like a computer chair and they would just roll that computer chair <laughs> over and up and down hills. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, I, I'm, it's like, no worry, mom, you don't got to drop me off. I'm the right down the street. No you big bring deal. Bring your stuff over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love those days. And I love that we get to talk to everyone now if we want to, but I yes. also, the days of couch co-op, I'm not going to say that they're gone, oh but they're, they're things to cherish. I was actually just talking to someone about this, and there's a weird split between certain games where like, a lot of people were like, man, couch co-op is what we want. Mm-hmm. And so they only implement local co-op. And these are oh. games that now like half of my friends have moved to different states, and I'm like, fuck, I just want to be able to play these games with my friends. Right. And so that's like the weird... like mentality is like yeah we want couch co-op we really do implement that shit for sure exactly but let me play with my friends who don't i think they have it's imperative that they have to do both i mean people are it's different lifestyles it's like we're unless it's a truly single player game yeah right um but bloodstained has a co-op couch mode coming in a couple months nice you'll be able to play bloodstained you'll be able to play castlevania with couch co-op what that's exciting to so be. it's like you can carry me like oh don't worry i got this guy like like because it's whips right we'll use come back whips. oh no you you can use whips you can use swords you can use giant oh. swords there's bloodstained really stepped up the weapon game that's Chip, awesome chips dips chains and whips <laughs> that's all you need in life it's, it's a great game though if you're into metroidvania i highly recommend what are you guys both playing right now we have to be close to wrap time correct totally yeah <laughs> I figured. So yeah, let's let's end with what are you guys playing right now, or what are you excited to play in the next couple months? Oh my gosh. Okay, so with me, um, for the next couple months, is 100 percent going to be Borderlands Three. Oh, comes uh, out okay, on my so, birthday. Yes. So, but I might be doing Mario Kart thanks to you. Yeah, oh, nine thirteen is my birthday. Friday the thirteenth this year, which is even cooler. It's a Friday the thirteenth. I, om- I, I, almost want, I, I almost want to play it Friday the 13th just because you, isn't it one of those things that you have to do when you, you play to. Friday the 13th you gotta play that game or watch a movie or something like that you gotta but yeah I'm playing I'm gonna be playing Borderlands uh, currently right now I, I definitely play Overwatch um, I'm glad the season's gonna be over soon cause I'm um, kind of trash SR right now <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the life of a support healer Lucio all day <laughs> um but i also play smite are you guys are familiar with smite it's a moba Ooh, yeah third person so. moba that's free on xbox and you could play it i mean it's free on xbox and uh pc yeah let me ask you a quick question about that i know it's free do you still have to pay for the different gods for all the gods Ooh. if you want to have all the gods yeah you have to pay but they have gods um, don't come cheap guys they don't well i paid like 19 dollars for the original founders edition it'll stay it'll stay with so, you yeah, you so get all i have all of them yeah yeah so that's <laughs> yeah that's what i have but i'm on There's pc so many you could still play with me 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Play, cross, so cross I play, platform is becoming a, a big thing. I'm guys. so glad that's happening. I'm Me just too. waiting for cross console. Oh, totally. PS4, Xbox, or PS, just PlayStation, We've Xbox. We've got Switch, PC, Xbox now, right? Is PlayStation 4 the only holdout? PlayStation 4, on certain games, PlayStation 4 now You is can play Fortnite together, right? Fortnite, yeah. Every, Fortnite's the, the biggest thing. And, and you know, congratulations to Fortnite for trying to like bring in people like that because you can play with people on PC, console, mobile. Totally, on That's your insane. phone. Yeah. You can play with somebody like, okay, I don't have a console, but Everybody has a phone. There's billions of people that have phones. Um, when I play PUBG Mobile, a lot of people in India, hardcore, be playing totally. on because it's like it's just a large population. And everybody has a phone and everybody's playing. It's you know, insane. You know the the one thing that's gonna get us there, in my opinion, is gonna be uh, the Stadia. I'm half excited for the Stadia mm. just because I think it's dope technology. And more excited because I think everyone's going to be like, fuck, we need to do some so shit So Stadia is def- is lit- is exactly what they're is doing, what exactly what they're saying with you can use whatever controller you want. Like, so Xbox adaptive controller was one of the controllers stated, like literally stated. So that's huge stride for Google. Shout out to Google on that. Um, Xbox also announced a similar streaming platform. Yeah, they're they're X Cloud. X Cloud. Yeah. So so I, yeah. I I am interested to see because yes, Stadia, which you know, a lot of people are kind of Is skeptical on, it's going to be the largest big thing. But then it's like, all right, we need to like pick up a whole bunch of different. All right, like, but clouds. after they announced Stadia, the X Cloud. And then Sony was like, yeah, we're going to pair with yes. them on that shit. So that's what I mean is like Google's jumping in the game and everyone else is like, fuck, we're going to need to combine Which is our cool. Efforts. I love <laughs> the competition within the three giants or all the giants of tech because it it drives our technology forward. Yeah. I mean, we're going to keep on being competitive. It's like, oh, what can you do? You know, who's is bigger? It's like... <laughs> you know, I'm I I could do this, and so Nintendo's you just keep proud on about just being one smaller, stepping. Man. You know, Nintendo N- Nintendo won E3. I'm gonna put that out there right totally. right now. Yeah, and I actually know Sony won E3 by not being there. But <laughs> so did for, you? For there's the a video that on that. There's a video on that secret Sony releases. What basically? It's because they're piggybacking on everybody else, which is also going to be on. It was the an odd year. It was yeah, it, a, it was a year that they were like, okay, we've got to do something, but we're not going to throw out the na- the consoles yeah. until next year. And they already announced like, what the PS5's capabilities are going to be, which is power more powerful than the and Xbox, price so. points. I've heard four hundred a piece. Yeah, so I mean, it's like I'm going for the one that I can play on. But one thirty, hundred percent, one thirty for the Stadia, technically. Here's only, the thing. You, only like 60. You know way more about technology than I do. I know gaming, though. Talk to me about the exclusives. Why do I want that compared to the other three consoles that I have and love and have supported right. me for many years, those brands? It's, it's hard to be It's like telling me there's a new brand of brands. shoes like, and take off your Adidas. Uh, here's, why, here's why I'll tell you that. Okay. Because Nintendo and Sony used to be the only players in the game, and when Microsoft Sega, said, uh, yeah, Sega. but Sega fucking fell off. Sega fell off hard. <laughs> but and so did Turbo Graphics, and so did 3DO, and Jaguar, Jaguar, totally. Atari totally. Jaguar. But you, oh my God. <laughs> Jaguar. But you know who came Neo in? Neo Geo. But oh. you know who came in? Microsoft with 
unlimited pockets, just like Google. Uh, yes, exactly. That's my point. Is Microsoft said we're going to come in, we're going to do gaming, we're going to do this, and I said not a fucking chance, <laughs> no fucking way. Right? God oh, was I fucking. <laughs> you know, God I've, was I fucking wrong. I've yeah. met Phil Spencer, and he is genuinely interested on getting people to game no matter on like the background of what you started from he just wants you to game and he and, and i mean i don't know if it's like a pr thing because like you know i was there for like during the pr campaigns but it really seemed genuine on like hey we're gonna do this and if you guys want in on it yeah let's do it and because with the xbox adaptive controller they're not making money on that thing that's a straight up philanthropy type of thing you know you they have to like try to create a price point and you know with all that stuff you know with all the logistics that are involved with it to create this thing and be able to mass produce it but it's it's pretty insane (laughs) on how it is yeah i'm so proud man i everyone should game it's, yes, it's joy. Gaming man. for everyone. That's one of my hashtags. Is gaming for everyone. Every time I talk about gaming, gaming for everyone. Yeah, because everybody plays, and I think that's a good place to end it tonight. Mike, thank you so much. Thank you for so sitting much. Now with me after I, three I years of begging you. I, over. I appreciate <laughs> you. No, it's 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 more of both ends. You know, we're both like trying to do it, and then just things were happening. But this, you know, this guys this is going to be part one, basically. That's what so I like to hear. Of many of many parts. So. I hope to hear from you guys and definitely leave like comments in the you know the comment sections so we could start a discussion about either adaptive gaming or just all of us and just kind of grow our community even yeah. even stronger. That's that's what I'm here for. I, I yeah. love that concept of growing your community and just being a like a stronger cohesive unit. Yeah, and come play with us all. I mean, run yeah. TRG, you know. Eric, whatever he chooses his tag Overwatch. to be. I, I even play Mortal Kombat 11, yeah. Scarlet Main. If totally. you guys want to, you know, train against me, play Scarlet. Play against Scarlet. Yeah. If you can. No, try. thanks to everybody that that shouts out on the page and uh, likes the stupid jokes about gaming I share. That's why we do totally. this, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, and stuff when like the new when there's news on just gaming or even just nerd stuff, Bitface stuff that's involved with Bitface. I see a lot of communication. I see a lot of just responses to it because that's just, everybody's a, a really nice community. Yeah. The proudest I think I've ever been, like there's been proud moments, but uh, when the bit-faced uh, Mortal Kombat, or no, Injustice 2 clan oh, was yeah. ranked top 100 in the oh, world, I was I so happy. You that. were, you and I were playing, yeah, yeah, you and I were playing like on the Aquaman daily. forever. Yeah, when we were top 100, I was so proud of our little podcast. It was and crazy, our little community. yeah, yeah. I was, I was very proud, and, and you guys make me proud every day, and thank you for listening. That's where we're going to wrap. We've got, hopefully, a lot of good episodes from Denver Comic Con oh, that I don't have the audio yeah. for, Juan. So... <laughs> Maybe we'll maybe we'll get those because those panels are awesome. But I will guarantee you we will have the audio from the Colorado Springs Comic Con stuff coming up that we're doing. Bitface oh, will be there. You might see me there. We'll see. We, we might see. We a, will a, a, see you. Yeah, there. we will. Oh, oh. We will see you there. Oh, okay. There might be a lot of a good stuff going on there. In fact, thank you guys for the the long break, but it felt so good to throw this down tonight with uh, with Mike and with Tyler. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Yeah, I love I love you guys. And uh, in fact, I'll end with this. Before I did the panels at Denver Comic Con, one of my friends said, my friend Eric, in fact, Eric Hendrickson, he's like a little brother to me, said, dude, what are you nervous about? If you get nervous, I'm going to come up to Colorado and kick your ass. 
<laughs> and that's what got me through every single day. So I'll end with that. Eric, we love you. Mike, we love you. Tyler, I love you too. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I'm Eric G. Hollis. And we're adaptive. We're adaptive. Beware. Beware. Beware.